Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. Another edition of the ML Sports Platter brought to you by our great friends at Stanley Law Offices, Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State and Welch and Company Jewelers. It's that time of year again during the holidays. Engagements are a plenty. Make sure you get your engagement ring, your wedding ring, uh, bracelets, watches, necklaces, you name it, all happening at Welch and Company Jewelers, the official jewelry store of the ML Sports Platter. You can visit them online at welchjewelers.com. That's welchjewelers.com. And a tip of the cap, thank you as well to Elevate Fitness of Syracuse, Prestwick Golf, and the Vinciguerra Consulting Group. Well, our next guest of the show coached Alex Tuck in uh, junior hockey and in youth hockey. Alex Tuck, of course, acquired by the Buffalo Sabres uh, in the big, big, big Jack Eichel deal to the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And Alex, of course, is a Central New York native in the Baldwinsville area. Let's bring in Scott Montagna. Scott, welcome aboard. How are you? Very good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, just was looking through some of your old podcasts and stuff. I feel kind of privileged here that you're talking to me. So, well, it's, to chat with you. Yeah, it's great to have you aboard. Let's get into I mean, I know you've known the family for a long time and you coached Alex, uh, you know, in, in juniors and, and in the youth hockey circuit as well. When did that first begin? When did you first lay eyes on Alex Tuck? And, and did you know at that time that this guy was a serious uh, NHL caliber type player, that he had that development in him at an early age? Well, I can't tell you that I knew at six years old he was going to go to the NHL, but at six years old he was playing with eight-year-olds and holding his own uh, at AAA hockey level. And he was the type of kid growing up that was always playing a year up age group. Uh, as in, you know, 96, he played 95s the majority of the time. Uh, but when he hit that 15, 14, 15, 16 age, he really started to take off in the game and was continuing to be at the upper levels of hockey. And, uh, you know, at, at 15 and 16, when he went to the national program and Boston College was coming to watch us play junior B hockey, you knew there was something special going on with him. How do you think he'll do as a Buffalo Sabre? This is a team that obviously is in another rebuild with Kevin Adams and company. They finally traded Jack Eichel. In that deal comes Alex Tuck along with Peyton Krebs. Uh, you know, th- this is a, a team that's kind of trying to figure some things out. They're built around a couple of guys right now in, in Dylan Cousins and Rasmus Dahlin, among others. But how do you think he fits in Buffalo? I know he's really excited uh, to play uh, really close to home, but how do you think he'll do on this team? And and how far away, by the way, as a, as a follow up to that, Scott, how far away do you think he is? You know, from from being a, a high high level superstar in this league, because now I think he's a star, but a superstar that you know is on NBC, on TNT, on you know ESPN, on all the big channels. 
uh, in terms of, you know, being a showcase player in this league? I think he's very, very close to being that. And I think with this opportunity of being traded from Vegas to Buffalo, where I think he'll be relied upon even more to be a huge part of Buffalo's rebuild and their whole team in general. I think he's going to be looked to more in a leadership role in Buffalo just because he's got so much playoff experience over the last three to four years. He's had to, you know, go through the wars and the Stanley Cup playoffs and things of that nature. I think he's going to be a huge piece of Buffalo. Uh, I've been lucky enough to talk to Al a few times since the trade, and he is genuinely excited to be a Buffalo Sabre, to be a part of the rebuild, to, to take on the leadership role in the locker room and with the, the younger players that Buffalo has brought in, not that he's old himself, but he's you know got a ton of NHL experience. And my true hope for Al, and I see it happening, is he comes out of the gate hot with the Sabres. Uh, you know, we had tickets to the game, uh, of course, that got canceled against Columbus. We look forward to seeing his first game. And hopefully the, the game against the Islanders is a go. And I just think the people of Buffalo are going to embrace this guy because he truly cares. He works so hard. And the best thing about him is he's a great guy. I mean, there's there's no fake in, in Al Tuck. He's, he's a genuine individual, one of the best young men I know. He's always been that way. He comes from a great family. So I see him, he could be one of those Sabres that is remembered like the, you know, not the same type of guy, like a Rob Ray type of guy, type of guy that becomes part of Buffalo's fabric for a very, very long time going forward. And I see him moving into that role of being in much more of a superstar in the NHL, given the opportunity. What's his greatest uh, asset in st- inside his skill set? You know, when Alex Tuck is playing at the highest of levels, what what is his greatest strength, Scott? I would say he is a quintessential power forward. He can skate. Like, you've seen some of the highlights. When he opens it up and he goes, his skating is is right up there with some of the best in the game with straight ahead speed. And he brings that power of being 6'3", 6'4", 220 with it. So when he's playing that type of game and, and being physical and using his reach, he really can change games. And in central New York, of course, so many of us became, you know, Vegas fans. And when you watch Al play at the highest level, it's amazing how many loose pucks he's creating for his teammates how often he wins one-on-one battles and creates plays out of that. You know, he goes to the dirty areas. He takes shots in front of the net. He's, he, he plays the whole game. Uh, you know, he's a 200-foot player. And I, like I said, I could see him, you know, my, my true hope, because I love the kids so much, is that it, it comes out great right out of the gate in Buffalo for him, and everybody can feed off of that with him. So that's my take on it. You know, the game today, I, I'm, I just turned 42 years old, and I don't remember, and I've been a hockey fan now for, gosh, 35, 30, 36 years, whatever it's been, 34, 35 years. Um, and I don't ever, Scott, remember the game being this good because of the players in the league now, all of them big, all of them strong, all of them unbelievably fast. The skill set that these guys have, you know, size, speed, uh, strength, uh, uh, stick handling, they're all young. 
have you ever seen the league the way it is right now with all those things combined? It's absolutely remarkable from Matthews to McDavid to everyone else in between. I've never seen the league with with this many guys doing those many th- th- those kind of things. This many th- this many things. It's it, it's really unbelievable to me. It is insane the way the skill set of the league has gone. And I'm you know 55 now, and I've been a hockey guy for almost 50 of those years. And you go back and you watch 80s hockey and the Stanley Cup playoffs and stuff, and then you look at what Connor McDavid and these guys are doing now. It's just a a completely different world, a completely different world. Uh, the Pat LaFontaine's in the world, I think, could still survive in the league, but I don't know how, you know, the other guys could do it anymore because he's when you're on the ice with these kids and you watch them go by you and they're skating full speed and they do a hip fake and, a you know, a spin on you and they're going 25, 30 miles an hour, it, it actually blows your mind. Like, it doesn't seem like it's humanly possible that they do it. And I'm so impressed with the league now. And it has changed. There's there's very few, you know, what used to be called goons in the league or guys mm-hmm. that just can't go out there and play with guys like Al Tuck. Because you can't put them on the ice against them because you're playing a man down almost. And I think it's better for hockey. I still like to see a great hit and the occasional scrap. But the game has changed, in my opinion, for the better just on the skill set that these kids are showing. You know what's amazing? I'm sure you heard recently, Scott, uh, and again, Scott Montagna, our guest here, a youth hockey coach, junior coach for Alex Tuck, the, one of the newest Sabres um, with his time in Central New York here on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by Stanley Law Offices and our great friends over at Elevate Fitness of Syracuse. You know, you you um, probably heard this. John Tortorella had spoken about Connor McDavid saying, you know, he's got to peel off of his game a little bit and give more on the defensive side and, and get into a niche uh, and, and then and then blend that into his his game. I think John Tortorella is absolutely on the moon with this. I mean, this is the craziest thing maybe I've ever heard in hockey. We're dealing with Connor McDavid, one of the greatest talents of the last 50, 60, 70 years of the league. I, I think we ought to leave Connor McDavid where he is. <laughs> Alex Tuck, is there anything he needs, however, to, to, to add to his game to, to make him even better without taking anything away. And and that's why I brought up the McDavid thing. Kind of a loaded question for me, because I think Al's got all, he's got all the tools. I, and, and in the NHL, when you're playing a certain role, uh, guys on the third line and fourth line can't do what guys on the first line are allowed to do. And I think Al will have those opportunities now in Buffalo to take a few more risks in his game. Uh, have the ability to maybe make a mistake here or there and not have to look over his shoulder as to whether shifts come and things of that nature. And I think that's going to allow him to pump up his scoring numbers more so uh, in Buffalo than even he did in Vegas. And anybody who's followed the game for a long time, if you can score 20, 30 goals in the NHL, yeah. you're special. I mean, it's it's ridiculously difficult to score goals in the NHL. And like I said, I'm a huge Alex Tucks fan. And when I, I've seen some of the goals he's scored and to score goals like that, where you look like you're playing men's league hockey at 1030 at night at the holiday twin rinks, and you go and make those kind of plays in the NHL, you're special. And Al is one of those type of guys where he is, he has abilities that a lot of guys in the league don't have. And I really feel like with Buffalo, once he gets a little bit of a comfort level and he says, you know, again, I'm 
hoping I'm not speaking out of turn and talking to him. He's genuinely excited. He loves the group of guys that are there. Um, he, he loves being around them already in the locker room. He likes where the team's headed camaraderie-wise and everything else, and you can see the building of it. And you've got so much young talent coming into the Buffalo organization over the next couple of years with you know Owen Powers and some of the other guys that are going to become part of the organization. He's very excited for all of those things. And I think if he gets to play a, a lead dog role for the Sabres, sky's the limit for this young man. What ways, I know he's done some things with you, um, with clinics and such, but what ways is he already giving back to the game? Well, I, I mean, he is the first guy that in the Syracuse area and stuff like that, where he'll come out and help out with the youth clinic, you know, sign autographs, offer up, uh, you know, uh, something for a raffle. His uh, AT9 Foundation for, for Young Cancer Kids and things of that nature is something that he did on his own and he built it up. And I was uh, lucky enough to be part of a fundraiser he did a couple of years ago before all this COVID craziness started where, you know, he raised, I, I think it was fifty, sixty thousand dollars wow. doing a three on three charity game with some guys around here. And he really, like I said, he's, he's just a first class individual and Buffalo's one thing I'll tell you is Buffalo's lucky to have him as a part of your community now. Because he's going to get involved. He's going to get involved with the youth guys. Like, I've already seen, I think it was uh, the hometown heroes or whatever. We stopped by the rink for, you know, to hang out with those guys and say hello. And he genuinely cares about that. It's it's not a show thing for Alex. It's, he cares about it. And uh, he was raised right. He's always been uh, a young man who's had empathy for others and and understood there was more to it. And I think he also understands now his role in Buffalo of of having even though he's a 24 25 year old young man you know here's a kid that's played close to 300 nhl games stanley cup finals you know battles through injuries everything else to get through you know against montreal last year all the things he's been through i think he's going to provide a, a great deal of veteran leadership even as a young man to, to the sabers team and also in your community Kids are going to, are, there's going to be a lot of 89 jerseys that don't say McGillney anymore walking around that <laughs> building. Really soon. Just like it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, Alex McGillney. Whew. That, time yeah. flies. Yeah. If you, if, man, if, you know, it feels just like yesterday, yet so, so long ago, McGillney and LaFontaine and Howard Chuck and all those guys. And um, what a, what a, what a time that was as well. I, I really hope, and for me being a, uh, you know, a lifelong Sabre fan, I, I'm really hoping that. Uh, this thing works, and I, I really hope that they can turn it around because I'll tell you, Scott, a lot of people from outside, they just kind of generally attach Buffalo to the Bills automatically. Now, they know that the Sabres are there. They've heard that it's a nice hockey town, but they don't believe it, and really, they're probably not diehard hockey fans the way our country is diehard football fans, but I got news for people. When the Buffalo Sabres are at the top of the NHL, when they're in the postseason, when they're charging towards a Stanley Cup final like they did in 1999, like they almost did in 2006 and 7, I'm telling you right now, this this city is banana land, you know, just about equal parts to the Bills when they're up there. And if Alex Tuck can ever be a part of something like that, that is going to be a really, really amazing experience for him. Oh, it'll be amazing. And, and I've, I'm a youper by trade from the upper Michigan, but I've been out here now for almost 35 years. And 
I, I will say this to all the Buffalo fans who got robbed. Uh, the, the whole goal never should have counted. Yep. And when you guys had the Dominator and that was going on in Buffalo, uh, it was great to just be in Buffalo at those times. Uh, just just see how crazed the fans were. And, you know, as a guy, like I said, who, who Al Tuck is one of my favorite kids I've ever been around and coached in forever, not because he's in the NHL, just because he's a great kid. I just hope he gets that experience again in Buffalo for, you know, like you said, he's a young guy that grew up wearing a Sabres jersey. Timmy Connolly was honestly his next door neighbor, like home improvement with the guy that used to talk (laughs) over the fence. They really were that type of neighbors right over the back fence was Timmy Connolly. And now here's Al Tuck. And he was a Sabres fan growing up. So I hope, I mean, what an experience that would be for him, his family, everybody else to to create that with the Sabres where they are a Stanley Cup contender where you know you've got a shot going into the playoffs and things of that nature. Uh, that's something I truly hope I get to see. And I know Al's already kind of thinking about those type of things uh, as being part of Buffalo. And, you know, he can, he can see it, I think. Uh, like I said, with Cousins and yeah, you know, the new, the new Finnish goaltender you got there, I won't butcher his yeah. name. Yeah, Uka Pekka Lukanen. Yeah, yeah Lukanen. I really like Lukanen. You know, yeah. Scott, I was try- I was, I was was yelling for them to, to start Lukanen even earlier, you know, a year or two ago, yeah. right when they had him. I yeah. Just get him in there and get him, you know, get him reps. Right, and and so like I said, he's, and, and again, you know, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn, but like I said, he sees, you know, Cousins and, some of the other building blocks you got. And like sure. I said, with Owen Power coming in, some of your other guys, you know, got Middlestad coming back, mm-hmm. things of that nature. And, and you guys, like I said, I'm, I'm a hockey junkie. I'm a fan. And uh, the Sabres have been definitely competitive. Your last road trip where you went out and took five, six points, uh, you know, against some really good hockey clubs. There's some good things going on in Buffalo. And uh, like I said, I, I really hope being an upstate New York guy, you can't help but kind of be a Sabres fan if you're a hockey guy. You know, I've been a Bruins fan my whole life and a Red Wings fan because I'm from Michigan. But, and, you know, you, you do pull for the Sabres to really do some great things. And I think Al can be a part of that. I got a couple more questions for you, Scott. Again, we're chatting with uh, Alex Tux, youth hockey coach, coached him in juniors as well, Scott Montagna. Um, Give my listeners at least, you know, an idea of, of, of your background. Um, you know, uh, when you first fell in love with the game, did you play the game yourself? You know, people you learn from, just take it however, which way you want. Have the floor on, on, on how it all, all began for you. Well, I, I grew up in Marquette, Michigan, which there wasn't much else to do besides play hockey up there. And I like to tell a lot of the people I know now that I moved to Syracuse, New York for the better weather. <laughs> and they don't believe me until they look at Marquette, Michigan weather. And then they realize, holy crap, you weren't kidding. It really sucks up there. But um, and then, you know, I, I started playing hockey when I was seven, eight years old because okay. my uncle played. And uh, I was lucky enough to be fairly decent up in the UP and found my way to having an opportunity to play college hockey, which I screwed up. And then I played college hockey again and met my lovely wife and uh, been married to her for 35 years now. So the hockey career kind of ended for me, which it probably should have. I like to lie to myself, but uh, then I got into coaching when I was like 21. And uh, right when I got out of college, I started coaching youth hockey and uh, fell in love with coaching. I've been really blessed to coach a, you know, a lot of kids that have made their way into the NHL and the national program, 
multiple division one schools and uh i coach and teach the game based on all the mistakes i made from when i was uh, 16 to 20 which were too innumerable to even count but i did a lot of things that were dumb and detrimental to what i could have been and i just tried to teach my kids and my players you know do the right things um you know, not a lot of rules of, of the game, but work on your skill set. I was really lucky to uh, be a big part of a, a thing called Pro Star Hockey with Dale Dunbar, where I got to meet, uh, you know, Mike Ruzioni, Steve Casper, Ray Bork, Bobby Orr, and they actually take the time to talk to you a little bit about the game. And I had an older son who was a, a 92 birth year that the team that I had coaching there ended up with uh three kids that went to the nhl nine pro players uh i think 13 of them went on and played college hockey besides that they're still playing in europe and other places and that group of kids really got me very connected to the hockey world so much more than i'd ever been and i ended up coaching you know in the old ej here in syracuse got to know a lot of the higher level college guys and things of that because of uh, the ej coaching experience that i was given here with the Syracuse Stars Hockey Club before we came to Syracuse Nats. And, uh, you know, now I've got a 15-year-old, we call him the bonus baby, that uh, mm. was playing out in Boston with the ever-changing world of youth hockey that, mm. um, you know, it's 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 nuts. And it's such a hard sport to make it. I, I don't think a lot of people really understand just how special the L Tucks and Joel Farabees and Tommy Harley and those type of kids that have come through our program that I got to know a little bit um, that are, you know, signing these pretty gosh darn cool contracts in the NHL and playing in the NHL. I, I just don't think they have a true understanding of just what it takes and how special that is. Uh, but, you know, been lucky enough to get phone calls from those guys. Uh, one of my favorite other kids is uh, – Shane Prince, who was a Rochester kid, who you know playing with Ottawa and the mm-hmm. Islanders, he played for me for like six years. His dad is still one of my best friends, who worked with the Amherst way back when, uh, before we got going, and lifelong Sabres fan and things of that nature. So the game really always seems to tie itself together somehow. I don't know how, but um, when I played my cup of coffee at Oswego State, I played with a bunch of guys who played with the Buffalo Junior Sabres out there. We're all fanatical bills fans and a few of them have reached out to me since alex became part of the sabers and it's it's really in my opinion there's nothing like hockey when it just comes to the camaraderie of hockey and what you can learn from the game it's 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 a special place and uh i put it above all the other sports just because of that i you know the baseball people and the football people would probably yell at me about it but um, there's just something special about hockey and hockey players. And you very seldom ever talk to anybody who says they've met a hockey player who didn't take that extra time, who wasn't polite, who wasn't a good guy. And uh, to me, that character and all of those type of things are what the game's all about. And like I said, the kids like Al Tuck, they personify that, which is, makes me really proud because truthfully, if, I had never met Al Tuck in my life. Al Tuck's probably still playing for the Buffalo Sabres, but it's really cool that I got to be a, a little bit of a part of his process because he came from, you know, two great parents and Sharon and Carl that, you know, taught him the right things, gave him the opportunities, supported him, um, you know, and you know, 
Montreal's brother Luke obviously is a Montreal Canadiens draft pick. And yeah. Just saw him at the rink this morning, and you know he's still a great young kid who came over, shook my hand, said hello, uh, and I'm not really even part of the game anymore. This is the first time I haven't coached in uh, 33 years. I kind of took a break and with the grandkids a little bit more and stuff now, but you know being able to have a lunch with Al last week and getting ready to go watch him play his first game and please NHL get your crap together so that we don't have another cancellation this week. And yeah. The guys can get back on the ice and uh, get going. And like I said, it's hopefully I didn't overrun on there, but uh, I, I love the game. I love what the game is about. And like I said, the majority, the large, large majority of hockey players, there's very few guys that you'll meet that aren't really good guys. And I think that's what makes the sport special. Well, I think I'm, I'm very happy that you mentioned uh, the quality of, of the player and the quality of the people, because I've said for a long time that I think hockey players are, are the best athletes uh, on earth. I mean, when you, you ask somebody to, to do all the things that they do, but you're doing it on a little blade, you know, and you've got to go up and down the ice and at a fast pace and the physicality and the endurance and the hand-eye coordination, all that. And then I, I haven't really met a hockey player I, I didn't like, and I'm with you. I think that the you know, the, 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 the camaraderie is amazing. The dedication is amazing. And, and let's face it, the Tuck parents know, you know, everybody in the hockey community knows that when you're in it, man, you better be all the way in it because goodness, there is no sport that takes up more time on those weekends and, you know, all those tournaments and those cold rinks and extra, you know, extra gear to wear and, and extra equipment and the costs and the sacrifice. I, I've, I've heard so many guys on, you know, uh, 32 Thoughts, a podcast with Elliot Friedman and, and Jeff Merrick, and I listen to Spittin' Chicklets religiously as well, and all those guys have a ton of players on, obviously, both in the league and, and former players. But, Scott, you know the dedication is real, man. It really is. It, it's – it's we're all insane. That's all I'll say. <laughs> and and it's, a, it's a good insanity, but, you know, like I said, I have a, I have a young 15-year-old son that's playing out in Boston this year, and, and for him to do that and the sacrifices made and – uh, that he's making already as a 15 year old that we make as a family to be a part of that. Um, you know, you want them to have the opportunity to go, you know, find their dream and hockey's hockey's a tough sport. I mean, you yeah. know, a lot of people just don't realize and we haven't really seen the Canadian kids now for a couple of years, right. Cause of the COVID thing and you haven't really seen the Europeans. So all that stuff's going to start exploding and you got world juniors coming up next week, which is one of the greatest times of the year to, you know, watch the young future superstars come through and everything. And like I said, I, I'm, I'm still a hockey fan through and through it. But like I said, I think the biggest reason I'm a hockey fan is like, I said, when you see these kids around the rink, whether they're, you know, a fourth line college guy or, a, you know, a first, first round NHL, there's not a lot of difference between those kids as far as what they are character wise and how they shake your hand, how they look you in the eye, how they do the right things. Um, that's what I think about for the most part when I think about hockey players and, uh, like I said, Al is one of the, the best when it comes to those type of things. He's just, he's flat out, just like I said, he's a great dude. And I think the Buffalo fan base, once they get to know him better and better, um, he's going to be right up there with the favorites that have come through there for a long time. And, in, yeah. in the in the minute that I have left with you, can, can you just give me an idea, my listeners, an idea of anything in the game you'd like to see change right now? Well... 
I, I'm, I'm still not a huge fan of the shootout to uh, win hockey games, although it is exciting. I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing them take the overtimes out to 10 minutes and calling it a tie, even if you go three on three, because I don't think very many would end in the tie if you went 10 minutes. And other than that, uh, I wouldn't change a lot about the game in today's thing. I think they're doing a good job trying to take out the, the cheap shots and the dirty plays that, I mean, when you look back on some of the hits that guys like Paul Korea and those guys took oh. back in the day, that took a, a Paul Korea out of the game. You know, you could say it was a clean hit back then, but I mean, how much more would we have rather watch Eric Lindros and Paul Korea play hockey rather than Scott Stevens and in their careers with those shots? So I, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm a big fan of hard nosed hockey and playing the game the right way and those type of things. And I even kind of understand where Tortorella comes from, to be very honest with you when it comes to McDavid. But I also think Tortorella, like, no, no, it's Connor McDavid. You can't, you can't tell Connor McDavid. Yeah. In the playoffs, you get to the Stanley cup round, you might want to, you know, play in your own end a little bit more, but I think they're much more worried about what Connor McDavid's going to do with a puck on his stick. than he has to worry about, you know, when the other team has a puck on their stick. So, but that's just me. Uh, like I said, I wouldn't change a lot about the game, but I'd love to see the overtime stretch out to like 10 minutes. Uh, and other than that, I enjoy the, you know, the, the latest play like that Zegers made and some of the things these kids are doing with the puck nowadays is absolute insanity. Like couldn't even dream of it 20 years ago. And now they're doing this stuff and it's almost routine, which is amazing. Yeah, no doubt. Well, he coached Alex Tuck in the junior circuit, in the youth hockey circuit. Tremendous interview, Scott Montagna. Scott, thank you for coming on. Happy holidays, and hey, hopefully I can get Alex on my show. Hopefully you and I can go and meet up in Buffalo and see him play. Mike, thanks so much for having me on, and uh, wishing nothing but the best to Al and the Sabres. Alex Tuck and the Buffalo Sabres certainly seem to be a terrific fit. This is the ML Sports Platter all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. And you can hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports. We are brought to you by Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse, Welch and Company Jewelers, the Syracuse Fitness Store, and Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Go with Brian today for your financial planning, advisors.massmutual.com, and you can get them on LinkedIn and Facebook as well, advisors.massmutual.com. Brian has pretty much every financial package you could ever imagine, whether you have uh, retirement on the horizon, you're sending some youngsters off to college, whatever the case may be, Brian can help you out at advisors.massmutual.com. Tell them the ML Sports Platter sent you. Also, a tip of the cap, thank you to the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the platform, as well as Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare and Liverpool Physical Therapy. Thanks for listening. Thanks again to Scott Montagna here uh, for coming on, talking some Alex Tuck and some Buffalo Sabres and the game today. As I always tell you, enjoy the games.
are listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.